0: Welcome to the podcast.
1: There you go, folks. A very special podcast. In fact, this is a monumentous occasion.
0: Is it? Why?
1: (laughs) The final Ellie and Beck show podcast while Donald Trump's in power in the United States.
0: Oh, I thought the day would never come. But it's here tomorrow. Passing a
1: kidney stone.
0: (laughs) I've heard that's really painful. Have you ever had to do that? No. Kidney stones. What's that from? No idea. Friends.
1: Oh, don't watch that crap. Oh. That is seriously how that show made stacks of money.
0: Because it's timeless and the best and hilarious and, and great and it's got great character development.
1: Yeah, exactly. They were all exactly the same. They just changed who they're knocking off every couple of weeks. That was oh, it.
0: Oh, that is a lie.
1: Well, okay. All right.
0: Phoebe had heaps of different. Oh, yeah, I suppose yeah. So. yeah.
1: And how about Ross?
0: Yeah, sometimes well, Rachel, yeah. sometimes. Yeah, and that's Phoebe life. at one stage. We all changed who we're well, knocking off each other. We a group of. <laughs>
1: yeah, well. No, if my wife's listening, definitely not me. Okay? I'm happy with who I'm knocking off.
0: There you go. And you?
1: Well, you're young and single, so it's your prerogative.
0: Thank you. Thank you, bud.
1: If you're doing it in another 10 years, you get called a cougar.
0: Okay. Well, hopefully I won't be. Hopefully no pressure. I'll be married and happily You take a smoke, you'll be like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> put another ice cube in my Chardonnay, would you, Bexy? Do you
0: reckon I'll be a Chardonnay drinker by the time I'm 40? Wow.
1: I don't know. Well whatever the cats want to drink, you'll drink you'll drink with them, I guess. <laughs> oh well, buddy, I gotta be um, honest, today's show, first hour, I thought was rubbish.
0: Oh you know what? Half of it hasn't even made it into the podcast. So Good. um but we do like this is all fun and games right now, but we have a chat that's like semi intellectual.
1: Yeah, Tim Arvia, channel nine correspondent. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. We, uh, like Javier. We we correspond with Mr. Javier about uh, the current events in the United States and being the foreign correspondent for CNN 9 Network, he is quite uh, knowledgeable and, how you say, has a good tone of phrase and quite uh, informative.
0: Not your worst accent. Oh, no? Impressive. Mm. Uh, no, that is a great chat. Have a listen. It's up next. And, look, there's other fun stuff in here too.
1: Including who would win a fight out of a koala oh, yeah. and a wombat.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'll get you. Don't you worry. Enjoy. So
1: you're in the digital age, eh? Too cool for the radio. So you've downloaded this. You've actually chosen to listen. Sorry in advance, but
0: here goes Ellie and Bex. it would be
1: remiss of us not to cover everything that's happening as best we can over in America at the moment, Chains. But uh, what you and I don't like doing two things is stuffing up details. And getting serious.
0: And talking American politics, because let's face it, <laughs> it is very, very convoluted.
1: Now, the smartest bloke we know in the United States is Tim Arvia, and he's on the phone from The Nine Network. Hello. Hello, guys. It's a bit sad that I'm the smartest guy you know in America, but there you go. Do you know anyone smarter? <laughs> Just asking. I know plenty of people smarter. but uh... <laughs> Mate, you've been over in the US for a while now. Uh, you've been through some full-on protests, uh, arrests, all that sort of stuff. What a wild ride has come to this inauguration process.
2: Yeah, and um, it, uh, there's been a lot of occasions now where it's felt like maybe it could be the uh, the, the last chapter of, um, of a pretty wild ride for America. Every time that happens, another chapter keeps on getting, getting written like the Capitol Hill riots. Yeah. So, um, look, tomorrow it will be definitely, certainly one chapter ending with Donald Trump leaving uh, the, the, the office and leaving power yeah, at midday tomorrow. He... Um, loses the nuclear codes and loses Air Force One and loses Marine One. So, um, yeah, it'll be a, a big change for Donald Trump. And, um, and then we're going to see a new president come in. Certainly the Donald Trump story is far from over because we still have impeachment to go. Mm. And possible other legal cases as well from other states as well.
0: Where are you at the moment, Tim? Are you going to be at the inauguration?
2: Well, I um, was in Washington until yesterday, so mm-hmm. covering all that, and now I've just come down, and we are I'm now at Mar-a-Lago, um, ah. Donald Trump's new home, mm-hmm. which I'm currently looking at across the water outside my hotel window. Um, so that is where Donald Trump is going to be uh, go- coming here tomorrow. So we're expecting a bit of a reception for him. Tomorrow, and you you never know what happens with Donald Trump. We've seen him uh, stop the car and get out and greet his supporters before. You know, uh, we expect he's going to drive in, but he has helicoptered in here in the past. Super yachts all sort of surrounding all the harbors, it's um, fancy restaurants, Mercedes Benz, Lamborghinis, you see them all. So it's um, certainly a different world to, to Washington, D.C., although uh, although there's a lot of money here, uh, a lot less power for Donald Trump as well.
1: But he's one of only, I think, four or five uh, sitting U.S. presidents to not attend the inauguration of the incoming U.S. President in the history, and one of those guys, I can't remember which one. One was so gravely ill that he just couldn't leave the White House.
2: Yeah, well, it's the first time in over 150 years that a president hasn't attended an inauguration. Um, All sorts of slights uh, that have just, you know, defied convention. Melania Trump didn't invite the incoming first lady, Jill Biden, for a tour of the White House. That is unprecedented. Donald Trump's refusal to go to inauguration unprecedented. Today, uh, Joe Biden had to catch a charter aircraft into uh, Washington, D.C., um, because Donald Trump, again, refused to lend him an Air Force Jeez. One, even though it was sitting there on the tarmac. What a brat. On a what a brat.
1: I noticed that Mike Pence, the vice president under the Trump administration, will be attending uh, the inauguration and not going to Trump's party. He will,
2: and that's right. And that um, Trump's party is... Quickly becoming a fairly um, unpopular party destination. It's the invite that at the moment not many people want. Mm. Um, Guests are being told they can bring up to five additional guests along the, Pat out the crowd. That's more than
1: you. If you win a Caller Prize on CFM, you don't get that yeah, much it's leverage. It's
0: usually just you and a mate, right? <laughs> there you
1: go. Um, not even for the canapes, but there you go. Yeah.
0: Uh, We're getting a lot of reports out of the US of civil unrest and gun shops selling out of ammo and guns and everything. Have you noticed a lot of that where you've been, Tim? Like, people just aren't happy, you know, civil wars looming?
2: It's like panic buying for toilet paper in Australia. Yeah. 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 They go to the ammunition chopping by bullets. Um, so we saw it when the pandemic first hit. We saw it before the election. We um, see it again in the wake of the Capitol riots in some parts around town and in some parts of America. Um, certainly, spending the last week in Washington was really interesting because every day, just when you thought they couldn't fortify the place anymore, they brought in more troops. Mm-hmm. Um, on, the, on one of the first days I was there, they said, well, right, we're going to have 10,000 National Guard. And, and maybe another 5,000 in surrounding states we can call in. Um, now it's up to
1: 25,000. So. Oh, and geez. a number of those have been withdrawn by the so. FBI after suspected links to right-wing organisations <laughs> <laughs> as well from the people. The, yeah, the, the, it doesn't. It doesn't also have been vetted and, and pulled, pulled out, off the front so. line.
0: I feel like this is going to make a great movie yeah. one day, you know? Yeah,
1: probably. And then <laughs> we don't even have time to talk about this, but the suspected possible pardon of Joe Exotic as well. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah, we've heard uh, reports that a, a limo has been hired, to sort
2: of wait outside the prison, just in case that does happen. Time maybe running out for Joe Exotic. I do remember a press conference with Donald Trump where he, he was asked about um, Don yes. uh, about Joe Exotic, and, and he, 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 uh, he he guessed correctly that it was his son Don Jr. Who would uh, raise the prospect of a pardon? The president was asked about that back in April, I believe, and uh, yeah. So now we'll wait and see if um, if Joe and uh, finally we'll get to meet up with Carol Baskins again. I don't know. But uh, yeah. I I'll I'll <laughs> yeah, reckon exactly. the worst
1: thing about this whole uh, whole get-up is that um, if that happens, you're just going to go, "Oh yeah," you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: I yeah. know. Just uh, that fits the story. Line. I
1: mean, if you go back, you know, let's go back 15 years and say Bill Clinton's going to pardon a reality TV person over a, a murder that was made into a TV series. What the hell?
2: Yeah, it's um, it's been a wild ride, that's for sure. Um, you know, so again, we, and we wait and see what happens with Donald Trump now because he's got not only impeachment to get through. Uh, you know, the New York prosecutors are looking at his business dealings, um, his tax records. Uh, the Washington D.C. Attorney General is looking at his role in the right, seeing if criminal prosecutions could arise from there. And in Georgia, they're also looking into his um, efforts there to convince. State legislators to try to overturn the election. Specifically, that phone call when he told the uh, the Georgia Attorney General he needed to find another eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes, and then it's also civil cases as well, which could also be possibly raised. So, and then he has all his Donald Trump has his financial worries as well. He's got a three hundred million dollar loan, Stu soon. So, you know, there are a lot of problems on Donald Trump's horizon. Um, it's not going to be a restful uh, her, uh, retirement for him at the moment. But, um, yeah, it's interesting to see his next move because yeah, he's off Twitter now. You know, there's a lot of speculation about whether he'll start his own media network. I don't oh. think he will do that because there's
0: cool. really,
2: as we all know, working <laughs> in the media not as much, not sort of really a great money making exercise at the yeah. moment. But, um, yeah, we'll wait and see what he does. It's uh, going to be fascinating. Well, well Tim,
0: well, you have solidified yourself as this smartest person we know in the US 100 um, thank you so much for such a comprehensive update on much better than my mate Steve yeah much better than Steve yeah. uh, thank you so much for giving us some time and good luck with tomorrow's reporting duties
2: no worries guys thank you
1: Ellie and Bex
0: CFM. Last year on the show, we did a lot of phone topics. We asked you to call in for a lot of things on 545 11919. And
1: we often say that you guys are the highlight of the show, which you Hmm. are, and that's why the biggest prize on this show, which is the big dinner at Bella Venezia, that goes to the caller of the week each week.
0: Exactly. Now, the phone topic that won them all last year was who would win in a fight? Out of a crocodile and a shark.
1: And I'll tell you what, initially you're thinking croc straight away for so many reasons, mm. but there were a few then defenders of the shark that yeah, came was in. Yeah, a shark girl. A lot of stuff happened. It, it did. It went crazy, the phone. So naturally, as is human nature, we decided to try and recreate it.
0: Exactly.
1: I don't think you've got the right animals for this one. I'm oh, well, you should about. have told me that
0: when we had the show meeting, no, where mate. Was,
1: where was the fun there? I would rather <laughs> throw you under the bus on air. But... Let's have a crack at this, folks, okay? 545 five, one, nine, one, nine. What would win in a fight, in a theoretical fictitious fight, kids, between a wombat and a koala?
0: Now, look, I've thought long and hard about this one. Yes. Done a bit of research, even. Yeah, YouTube's
1: not research, champ.
0: Ah, Wikipedia is. Um, I've decided... That I'm on Team Wombat. I think that the Wombat would win. For Are you a number kidding? of factors. Um, you type in Wombat aggressive yes. into Google, and stories about Wombat smalling humans. Whoa, come up. Yes. Kerry Evans, Evans from Canberra. They're two feet off the ground, by, not even. No, nah, well she had twenty uh, lacerations on her body.
1: What was she doing? Three crying
0: stitches. The wombat just went to town. I just watched a video. So I just want wombat. to ask you
1: this. Did you Google Vicious koala?
0: I did not because, because that, your, your team
1: koala. Yeah, well, don't forget, of course, these things are crazy. I mean, related to the drop bear, which is the scariest of all Australian <laughs> yeah, of course, predators. Of course, they have large claws. They also carry chlamydia. <laughs> need I tell you? Okay, all
0: right. Well, I don't know if that's useful in a fight. It's not well, a useful it's skill a to have. Long-term
1: death. <laughs> Wombats, from memory, they kill or, or or break the bones of other opponents by shaking their butt.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if you've got it, flaunt it. That's what I always say. Mate, I
1: tell you what no way would i want to come up against an angry koala
0: oh well okay the koala's just sitting in its tree or whatever do you know what if the, let's say they're on the ground just, just for
1: eating a fairness. tree harboring a a heavily infectious sexually transmitted disease. Yes,
0: and massive claws
1: and an angry attitude.
0: A wombat comes up to it, and do you know what? I've actually got a real sound effect. This is legit. Yeah,
1: sorry, just before you go, I mean, I don't want—I want to hear this. But how does the wombat come up to the koala if it's in the no, tree? No, no, no. We just—we just decided.
0: I just decided on behalf of this argument that the koala is on the ground at the time. Okay. It's and just, just
1: crawls up a tree when the wombat <laughs> no, comes. Okay, good.
0: No, no. They're both at ground level. Um, this is some real audio of a wombat when it's yes. angry. <laughs> That is not something I want to come that up against. That is not true.
1: That is you sanding your feet. No. <laughs> Before it's a big sweet. night out. It's
0: a screechy wombat. Play it again,
1: folks. It's Ellie sanding her feet up for a, for a big night
0: out. I have, you know, I have very soft feet. Thank you very yeah, much.
1: Yeah, because of rigorous sanding routine. The big gas angus is in Palmwoods. How are you, champion? Hello. How am My
0: that- theory
2: is that koalas would do better because they have the speed on their side. And they always look sleepy, so they have self. They're, like, always in self mode and ready to attack.
1: So you reckon, like, a koala sitting there just going, yeah, I'm just chewing, just chewing some eucalyptus. Bam!
0: <laughs> yeah. Wombat walks up, it's just like, <laughs> Or, should I say,
1: Well, good, good. Thank, Good. You, thank you for um, the And I've got to say, Ellie, I'm always leaning towards the kids on this one because it's the sort of thing they do a school project on.
0: That's true. But, Angus, you say um, the koala's always looking sleepy and therefore it's in stealth mode. I don't know. Like, when I'm looking sleepy, I'm feeling sleepy. And if anyone tries to attack me, chances are I'm probably not at the top of my game. Yeah, well, that's like
2: they have the aspect of surprise. They're just like they're acting sleepy.
0: They're not
1: sleeping. Oh. I rest my case. I rest my case. You know what? No one. I'm going to put this out there. No one out there on the sunny coast, other than you, Ellie Chaney, believes a wombat would win this stoush.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: Listen to this. <laughs> well, you've got a radio show. You've got the phone number. All right. Tails, You know these two animals well as an Australian. Which one yep. comes out? Uh, they have a bit of a stoush, a bit of a biffo. Which one uh, comes out wom- on top?
0: A wombat. Yeah, girl. I agree. What, what's your reasoning? Uh, wombats are like twice the size, if not more than a koala. Mm. So
2: that's like 40 kilos of solid muscle yeah, against maybe max 10 kilos of a koala muscle. Oh, so
1: true. interesting. So interesting. True. But they've got, they've, they're vertically challenged.
0: Yeah, but they're really fast too. Yeah. Oh, and go. they've got the screech. Do I need to play the no, screech? No, okay. no more screeching. <laughs> All right. Fair enough.
1: I'll, I'll take that on board. That's a Vote each for these Australian icons in Thank the greatest you, punch-on of all time.
0: All right. Shall we move on to Luke in Nambour? Hello, Luke.
1: How are you guys? Good, Good mate. Now, I know you've probably been uh, listening to CFM for, look, probably 20 years, waiting for this to come up and just just <laughs> pounced at the chance to have your say on what would win in a fight between a wombat and a koala. Well, this is
2: a once in a lifetime opportunity. Now, <laughs> I'm no koala expert. But I'm pretty sure they're asleep for about 20 hours a day, (laughs) and the the four hours they're awake, they're generally drunk because they they drink. They have eucalyptus leaves, don't they? Yes. I I wouldn't fight something that's drunk, so I think the koalas winning.
0: Oh, I definitely thought we were heading towards a wombat. You haven't been to
1: enough country pubs, Ellie, in your time (laughs) to know that it's the bloke on the eucalyptus oil that is indeed the most dangerous in the situation.
0: But, Luke, what if the wombat picks the fight during one of the 20 hours that the koala's asleep? Good question. Thank
2: you. Good yep. question. I wasn't
1: prepared. I, I, I have an answer for you. Don't worry, I have an answer for you. The wombat can't because when the koala's asleep, it's up a tree and the wombat is two inches tall.
0: Nah, it's sleeping on the floor. What sort of a wombat? What sort of a koala sleeps on the floor? The one that's about to get beaten up.
1: Okay, well, this is great. We've <laughs> incapacitated the opponent to suit your advantage. Luke, thank you, mate, and uh, enjoy God's country.
0: No worries. Thanks, bud. Now, this is very,
1: uh, very good. I like this because uh, a mate of ours who works here at CFM, in fact, next Wednesday we be subbing out Barrett as Barrett takes his kids to the f- one of his kids to the first day of school. Seamus, hello, champ.
2: Hey guys, how you going?
1: Good. Oh, now I've actually called you on this because little known fact, you're a long time presenter on Totally Wild, and you are mad about wildlife. So yep. I figured I've actually got a mate who may know an answer.
2: Yes. Now obviously, uh, it's, a, it's a great question. Um, Thank
1: you. We are. And unless we impressed.
2: actually get the wombat and the koala in a ring together in the octagon like the UFC, we won't know
1: the. Let's get, to get ready to It's Rumble.
0: true, but I just I worry that that's illegal and we'll have animal activists after us. In fact, I, as a semi-animal activist myself, would be after me. How are you a
1: semi-animal uh, because activist? Because
0: I like animals.
1: That doesn't make you an activist. Oh, Anyhow, Okay. Cool. Shamey, <laughs> if it does happen, who's winning?
2: Look. Is a good call about the uh, wombat being bigger, but at the same time, have you ever heard the saying, it's not the dog in the fight, it's the fight in the dog. Yes. So I think, yes, the wombat may have the size and they can put down a strong bite, but at the same time, koalas, they have extremely sharp claws on all four of their hands and legs. So if they're getting bitten by the wombat, Mm. they're reaching around like in a little uh, jujitsu position in the guard and they're scratching.
1: So... Yes. I would
2: say they're more nimble. I'm locking in. It's the
1: koala. So the koala wins by jiu-jitsu reach around in this fight. Is that what we're saying?
2: Yeah,
1: a lovely koala reach around would <laughs> take out the win. Wowza. How did we, How did we get to that? How do... Do you know I, think, I think everyone's career just peaked 20 <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs>
2: and 91.9, I'm
1: loving, I don't know about you, Chains, but I am loving the re-emergence of Bernard Tomic into the Australian narrative. He's just such a he's, he's such a wild card. I mean, one week he'll play great tennis and say something really funny. The next week he'll be out after tanking and throw his racket and you
0: know. I get confused over which scandals were him and which one were Kyrios. Yes. You know, like I feel like they're much of a muchness the two of them.
1: Well, I was reading um, the really, the, the ongoing thing between him and his missus who's in quarantine. She's the one that complained about having to wash her hair yesterday. Yeah, yep.
0: big Big vlog.
1: <laughs> yeah, big vlog on that one. And I love this little quote and I'm going to paraphrase uh, from Bernie and he was talking about his resurgence because he's actually won quite a few games just on the qualifying circuit. He's number 200 and something now. He's not the seven, number 17 that he was. Mm-hmm. But He's won a couple of games of late. In fact, five out of six, I think, is his last few. And he's crediting this to his missus and he said, look, everything's going really well. And he said, you know, look, I'm I'm a little bit older now and I'm I'm recognising a few things. And this is a great quote. He said, does it mean I work really hard right now? Probably not. (laughs) He actually said, yeah, probably not.
0: What, on his tennis well, just, or just on his just life? Just like,
1: because he's had this epiphany yeah, and he's like, well, because he was incredibly gifted. He was a world junior number one. He won Wimbledon, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he's just realised that he's been a bit of a tool, and he's, but he's gone.
0: Does it mean i work any harder? Yeah. No. It just means I'm more aware. Just, just when aware I screw of a up. couple of things. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, his, his, I want to say wife, no, girlfriend, no. has been in the news a lot. We spoke about her on the show the other day. Vanessa Fiara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she did do this vlog, uh, and amongst saying that she's never washed her own hair, yeah. she also had another little tidbit that relates to Bernard Tomic that kind of got my attention. I have never pooped in front of Bernard. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's day three. I just can't do it in front of him. It's not part of the, like, I haven't broken that barrier in the relationship yet and I hope I don't have to. Was
1: your, was your shock there um, mm. that she called him Bernard or that she yeah. talked about the fact that she <laughs> hadn't pooed yes. in front of him? A
0: little bit of both, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, she did say that in the vlog that went viral. And uh, being stuck in hotel quarantine, I think they're a relatively new couple. Yes. Being stuck in a hotel room together, you're
1: doing everything in front of each other.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a lot. I mean, I I see exactly where she's coming from. Mm. My ex-boyfriend and I did long distance. Yes. And so the first, you know, six months of our relationship, I've never seen you and a partner in a room together. Okay. Well, the first six months of our relationship was spent in hotel rooms because I was living in a country town, so we'd meet up in Melbourne. La la.
1: What did you do there?
0: Uh, We just went shopping and stuff. In the hotel room? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, like, Then we showed each other our purchases. Um, <laughs> but I see exactly where she's coming from because I did not – I mean, girls don't
1: <gasps> – yep. I'm flat out getting my wife to close the door. <laughs> I'm not, this is the thing. I don't know about everyone else who's out there who's married, but is anyone else thinking in there going, oh, they got a lot to learn? Mm. Once you get married – Honestly, you see everything.
0: Hey, there's some people out there who've been married for 30 years. And they don't fart in front and of each they other. they don't... Yeah, exactly. And they don't,
1: you know, they don't cough in front of each other or sneeze or blow their nose. I know people that don't blow their nose in front of each yep, other. no burps. Fair dinkum.
0: Tim, what haven't you done, my friend?
2: Well, my partner refuses to floss her teeth in front of me and I find it highly insulting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> insulting. This might seem just like a small matter, but Tim's actually dating a horse and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, all right. So... Dare I ask, does she do other things that may be considered a bit unladylike in or front th-
2: of you? Well, it's not about being a lady. It's about an open relationship. And, like, what, what are you hiding? Like, shh, go to the bathroom, what, bathroom what, with the door what, what, In her cavities. Been, she needs to flush the teeth. <laughs> That's the fr- 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 it's, it's just, I'm so frustrated. I don't understand. What is she hiding?
1: Okay. I think there are some serious, serious anxieties in there that we perhaps need to unpack later. But have mm. you ever asked her why it's a problem? She just says it's gross. That's it. Is it fair to say that that could just be it? She she feels she looks a bit ugly doing it and she doesn't want you to see it?
2: It's like when someone says don't go behind that door. Of course I want to go behind the door.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like maybe it's a courtesy thing as well because sometimes when you floss, Mm. like this is gross, but like the little bits of... Flaky tart, ta, ta, oh, ta, not tartar, tartar, no, tartar. Ta-ta, ta-ta, no, no, which one's one, the sauce? Which one? Which,
1: foots, which one? Which one do you put on a prawn? <laughs>
0: yeah, I always forget. Tartar. Anyway, the Tata get flicks out on the mirror, so maybe she just doesn't want to get that on your face. How you close know? are you doing this
1: to the mirror? Pretty by the close. way, pretty close. You've got to get to all the stand crevices. In front of her.
0: <laughs> Where do you want to stand?
2: Just, I just would like to go if I had to go in. Oh, I'd like to it use to be the bathroom.
1: Uh, Yeah, I get you now. I mean, maybe this is all a big misunderstanding, Ellie. Maybe when he uh, one day gets the courage to barge the door down when she's gone in for a floss, he finds out that she, in fact, is nowhere near the mirror and she's just swinging her arms backwards and forwards in front of her hips.
2: Just some alone time.
1: Just flossing.
0: What? Oh, like God. the kids no. do. Jeez, oh, no. welcome. welcome back, oh. everyone. When an old man tries to make a kid a joke that resonates with the kids, and yeah. the kids don't nah. get it. Oh, not on. <laughs> good on you, Tim. I hope. I really hope for your not sake on that one day she'll floss for you. Okay.
2: Thank you. You're welcome. As in the dance.
0: <laughs> no, not the
2: dance. <laughs> Ellie and Beck.
0: 91.9 CFM. A lot of us try to be good people. More often than not, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'd like to think you and I fit into that category.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes we're naughty, but on the whole, we are good people. But then every now and again, you do a good deed. And it just backfires right in your face. Right I reckon, after
1: you do something nice, yeah.
0: Yeah, everyone's going to have a story like mm. this one. Um, look, a man, a Mulaney man was driving a while ago. This has been in court, I think, this week. Um, and he came across some police um, trying to clean up her street because there'd been a massive storm. Yes. And uh, debris everywhere. So he's like, do you know what? I'm going to pull over and I'm going to
1: help Good things. Good things.
0: So he's out there, he's pulling the trees, he's offering to help them, you know, get everything out of the way, get the road back to normal. And he gets closer and closer to the cops and, and about halfway through helping them pick stuff up, they're like, "Mate, you have been drinking at all? Got a bit of a, a, bit of a whiff of alcohol mm-hmm. on your breath. And he's like, oh, man, gets breathalyzed and as it turns out was over the limit and got done for drink driving. See, I
1: don't think that's unfortunate or I mean, he's doing
0: the wrong thing, right? But on one hand, I mean, he's definitely, like, good on the police. But at some stage when he
1: sobers up, he goes, what was was I thinking? What
0: was I doing? What was I doing? Why did I pull over to help the cops? His good deed backfired, right, in his face.
1: Absolutely. I had pretty much the same situation, although it was nothing to do with being Mm. breathalyzed. This is something very similar. Uh, Burwood Road, which is a major road in Melbourne, back maybe 10 years ago when I lived there, uh, pulled out of Bunnings, mm-hmm. of all places. Oh, do
0: you like to go to Bunnings? And there
1: was an enormous big oak tree, or, or, or sorry, a, a, a gum tree, sorry, I should say, that had come down across the road, mm. right? And a big part of it had fallen out into this side of the traffic. People, it was pelting down rain as it can do in Melbourne. People were swerving all around the place and whatever else. So I pulled over in my car, got out and piddling down rain, and myself and another bloke, we lifted it out in sections.
0: Mm.
1: As I got into my car, the rest of the tree fell and smash the whole passenger no. side of my car in. And here is the kicker, right? So I've made the road safe and that's whatever else. Because it's an act of God, no insurance, mate.
0: No. What? It
1: cost me, it cost me on that particular policy, it cost me $7,500 to put my car back together. If I'd have just driven around it like everyone else and left it for some yeah. other poor sap in a motorcycle or whatever to go A over T, then oh. I would have been fine
0: is rough. Is it really, if a tree falls in your car is it really not well,
1: covered? Well, I assume it would depend on your policy. Point is I wasn't covered in that.
0: Yeah. Life. Oh, that is rough. You're just trying to be a good bloke. Just
1: trying to be, that's why, that's why whenever you wonder mm. why I'm such a turd that's <laughs> why.
0: because of that. Brad from Sippy Downs is yours as bad as that, my friend? Oh,
1: uh, possibly. Um, I was
2: trying to help my ex sell a car um, and I had people come and look at it um, and found out she actually wanted it back and wasn't happy that I still had it. Um, and then found out she called the
1: police on me <gasps> for stealing it. What? No way. <laughs> well, I, I knew, I, I'm sorry, Brad, but I knew someone would go there. <laughs> you know what I
2: mean? yeah, I, I should have known.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what, the cops just rocked up and went, what are you doing with this car? It's stolen?
2: Um, well, actually, they told her it's, that there's nothing there because it was uh, pretty much paid for the car. Um, game. <laughs> uh, but I just had them rock up to my house a couple of weeks after and, um, yeah, kind of asked me what the go was.
0: <laughs> well, I noticed
1: that she's your ex. That's got to be one silver lining to the, su- to the conversation. <laughs> oh, exactly, yeah.
0: Did you end up well, selling it? Did you get a good price for <laughs> oh, yeah. it? Yeah, I did end up selling it. Um, <laughs>
2: then she couldn't hold it above me anymore. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> of oh. Kind of hope she's not listening, to be honest. But ah, <laughs> no, no, don't worry. You're she's the only not, one,
1: mate. She's not. You're Do you the know only what? one. It's I've just got an you. ex it's just you and Brad. Us. Maybe
0: it's maybe maybe I'm your ex,
1: mate. If we stopped for every caller you had an ex okay. with the same name as, we'd be here for a while.
0: <laughs> Ellie and Bex.